if you can't differentiate yourself, then why should they go with you and pay full pop? But it mm. is those little things you do, whatever they mm. are, they don't have to be consistent because part of differentiation is you've got your own thing. These are the things that keep people coming back and land them in the first place against everybody else in a competitive marketplace as well. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. One and all. Welcome back to Level Up. I'm Daniel. I'm here with Katie. And this is a special audio-only episode of Level Up, the podcast for realtors. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming. Oh. So, what? What's happening? I've got oh, this, like... I'm, I'm pretty sure a piece of rice just came out of your nose. Listen, no. It, you have, like... You know when you've got, like, a pot or something in your nose? And it, like, makes your eyes water? what's happening right now well all the more reason why people wish they had video to refer to but we'll just have to give them some some color commentary about what's happening behind the scenes the behind the music of the level up podcast is you've got a cut in your nose and your eyes are watering so with that maybe that's a segue not entirely sure but i guess with today's topic anything could really be a segue because we're talking about the little things not to make light of the cut in your nose. That's a very big thing, potentially, if you start bleeding out on, on camera. I don't think I will. That is a little thing, for sure. Oh but show. Oh show. The little so, things. Give us a so, bit of an intro. I was about to, and then you started nose bleeding all over the table. So uh, it's interesting because the, the little things episode could be one that goes for like 20 hours because really I think the meat of our industry is built of a million different little things. But what we're going to talk about today is just the impact and maybe the attention that needs to be paid to the stuff that isn't all those big things that we constantly talk about. It's not just about create content and get leads and all that other stuff that you all love to hear. I think we sometimes lose sight of the impact of the stuff that we pay a little bit less attention to. Um, both those things that help get us deals done and help increase our our positive vibes and reputation. And then also the little things that, if avoided, can really F things over as well. Yeah, it's true. I've oh, had a true. few. Did that work for you? Yeah, that was okay. All right. Um, yeah, but I think in whatever market you're dealing with, I when when we we're talking about the little things before this, when you brought this up as a topic, which I think is a great idea. Um, oh, thanks. Since thanks. then, like, you know, when somebody tells you something and then you're looking out for it a lot more after that, you know, you think about buying a red car and then all of a sudden you start seeing all the red cars on the street. So like I'm staring at your nostrils right now, waiting to see if something drips out. No, nothing's um, coming. You're good. That's good. Yeah. I think we're good. Um, but anyway, I noticed a lot when it comes to agent to agent relationships in the last few weeks and how those little things really make a huge difference, no matter what side you're on, buyer or seller, um, 
it really does have an impact and could really be the difference between you, your client getting the home or, you know, things working out better for you. Not to say that, you know, it's going to, the results are going to come like crazy, but I think doing those little things, which we'll get into more specific, um, can really make a big difference. Well, I, I think, why don't we start with that? I think the agent to agent stuff is a great area to talk about. We're now getting back into a world where offer dates and bidding wars are starting to show up again. And yeah. a big part of that on the success versus fail side of things is in the stuff that's built on the relationship between the agents. I know that we at our brokerage just in the last week have had at least a couple transactions where the highest offer coming in dollar-wise wasn't the one that was taken. And for a large, I think a large reason of that was the stuff that we don't talk about as much that we're about to right now. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is a bit of a how-to to all of you who are starting to get into those on the buyer side and the seller side. Yeah, The things you need to pay attention to that aren't just the numbers on the page. Yeah. So if we want to chat about buyer side of things, I think when you're representing a buyer in this market, when there's multiple offers, um, I think establishing a good relationship from the get-go with the listing agent is key. And that I think starts with responsiveness. If they ask you for feedback, for example, and your client's truly interested in the home, um, getting as a listing agent, like just switch the roles. Like if you're the listing agent receiving the feedback that so a buyer might be interested is very positive news and can start the relationship off on a really good foot. And it's a good, like with clients, it's a good opportunity for you to gain information. I do think there's, I, I was talking to one of our agents about this today. There's, there's a real divide between the ways that people on the buyer side, agents on the buyer side approach those initial conversations, like before the offer date. There's like, mm -hmm. and and my opinion is, regardless of whether you're new or you've been doing this a bit, there's a bit of nerves there, even for some of the agents who are calling in, because you don't really know what kind of a listing agent you're dealing with, right? There's yeah. some that are just your run of the mill. So what's this going to go for people? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the only reason they call knowing full well, they're not going to get an answer. I think playing the relationship card through asking questions and more than that, who really understand what's important in the process. If you're going to be a part of this, the completeness, and this should go without saying, but it doesn't work out this way. The completeness, yeah. the attention to detail when you prepare the offer package, highlighting the things that are of most importance to the deal that aren't the price, right? So whether mm -hmm. it's certain things that need to be in the schedule A, certain things, you know, someone said, you know, Come with your best. Someone said our closing date needs to be here. You'd be amazed at how many people hear it and still offer what, you know, and granted your client might tell you otherwise, mm. but as a, as a, a representative of a buyer, it's part of our job to educate them about what's going to make their offer strong, despite mm -hmm. what they might want to do. They might tell you not to, but that's yeah. one of the, it's not even a little thing, but I feel like it's overlooked so much that maybe it is something people don't find to be that important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many little things I can think of when it comes to pre preparing an offer for, um, 
for a list for somebody's listing. Um, and yeah, definitely following the rules when it comes to include this, make sure to attach schedule B. Don't send me the offer and five different attachments, like just merge it all together in one package. So I'm not having to put it all together myself. Like, you know, those like just, it's just the conveniences and the, and when you make, and people make mistakes, like it, it's not to say that we're perfect and that we never make a mistake on our offer, but when it's to, like it, when it, when you, when the agent doesn't have to correct your offer on the other side or ask you to make an adjustment, it just makes it so much simpler to just, it's like, here you go, handed to you on a plate, like accept kind of thing. Incumbent though on incumbent, when do I use that word? It's important for as a, listing, as a listing agent, give people that information though, as well. Yeah, 100%. Right. So it is, those are all important things that as a buyer agent, listing agents love to see, their sellers love to see organization. They love to see, like you said, not a million attachments. Typically, they don't want to see that, especially when you're combining a bunch next to each other. But the more you're able to just very simply coach everybody, here's what I'd like to see, how I'd like to see it, when I'd like to see it, and here's how the process is going to go. Think about how many boxes you're checking of your own stress being eliminated with each thing you lay out, right? Even if you explain, here's how it's going to work. People won't be, or people who are on the other side paying attention, won't be bothering you with the same question a million times. Well, how's this going to be? Should I come with my best? Should I this? Do I get a second chance? Do these things. It's like a Mm -hmm. few sentences. And once you get in a group doing it once, and I'm sure everybody listening already does this, but honestly, this episode could be called the stuff we assume everybody does, but they actually don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really on everybody to be aware of the situation and to do our jobs, maybe a notch beyond what we believe to be adequate. Like we should always Mm -hmm. be exceptional but every step yeah. closer to exceptional we get from adequate, you're earning yourself points and you're making the people's lives around you easier as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, that's it. You're just going to hit me with an agreed. No, I just, I just, I mean, I can give you a real, real time, real life example is dealing with like offers that are coming in now that are, that are not. Yeah. Another one just came in. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I got, um, a preemptive offer on one of our listings. And, um, and so we've sent out the notice to everyone, which is nice. Uh, it's a little thing that you should do. Actually, that's a big thing, <laughs> especially when you have an offer date. Um, that's so a we'll necessary do, thing. Yeah. But we'll move up the offer date to today. And, um, the agent that submitted the offer has been super like helpful throughout, like ever since, like I started talking to her and like, I mean, it's not going to, you know, determine whether or not we accept their offer over somebody else's, but they just have gone like, you know, just being very in communication. Somebody left their water bottle at the listing. Like it was like somebody that was on a showing left their water bottle. So they messaged me and asked where should you, should I just put this away um, out of the way? So, you know, nobody, nobody sees it or something along those lines. But anyway, like it's, it's those little tiny things that are like, yeah, thank you. That's so helpful. Appreciate it. So yeah, well, yeah, and and that's the kind of stuff that gets overlooked by a lot of people because they don't think it's important. Like mm-hmm. they just assume that's not going to impact anything. But the same way, and I mean, you're giving a positive example. 
I think anybody who's been in in more than a couple transactions has had a run in with somebody who's less than savory. Yeah. Well, another example of that is sorry. <laughs> Jump on in. Tell me. Well, I'm just um a couple of weeks ago I was on the buyer side of a multiple offer situation and the sell this the listing agent was telling me this other agent he's working with is just so annoying like constantly calling for updates not just not doing things the right way and like he'd rather you know if if it all works out like work with me on getting some putting something together versus having to deal with this other agent because it really makes a difference. And, you know, we've even dealt with this recently as well, like in the last couple of days, like when somebody doesn't seem very trustworthy, that has a big impact on things too, because like we all have that gut feel. And I think a lot of times we should be listening to that gut feel because we all know how things can go sideways pretty quickly. And that's something we should be on the lookout for our own clients. When we feel like something isn't right, um, it's that balance, which we talked about, but it's it's important to make sure that that is known um, and, and that can really impact things. Right. I think we, we run into it a lot and it's amazing to me. And it's the truth. Like we've all had situations where there's someone who's got an offer in front of us for one of our listings and I just don't want to sell it to them. Great. Like yeah. everything in writing is fine, but whether it's their behavior, their communication, their inability to put it together in an organized way, whatever it is, it's that feeling it gives you that's so avoidable by just doing yeah. your job effectively. And that, yeah. Jump in. We're, we're on a rant train now. We're on to the negative side of things. No, I just, I'd want to be clear that this isn't saying that we're not working with people because they're, they're assholes or they make things no, difficult. No, no, no. That, that's but, not what I'm saying. No, those deals get yeah. done. But like yeah. the overall, like we talk about referring business. We talk about future deals, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, reputation. Like what value is there in being the agent who's a brute, yeah. Or who or who doesn't who feels like pushing people around or doing things half-assed because the number's mm -hmm. okay right. is acceptable. And there's lots of people who do that. And I'm sure they're making lots of money, but think about the relationships that are unnecessarily being tarnished just because they choose to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not a little thing. That's a big thing, but people dismiss it as something that's not important. And so I mean, it's it's happened like so many times and yeah. everyone's got a story. So I won't continue to go down memory lane, but like we've got <laughs> people, there's names that are etched in my brain of people that if they have a showing on a future listing of mine, I think to myself, oh crap. Mm. Like, I hope that person doesn't bring a good offer forward because they're a nightmare to work with. And that's not yeah. how our industry should run, but that's fully controllable, mm -hmm. right? I think- Feedback, you mentioned that from a, a buyer giving feedback as a courtesy to a listing agent. Feedback in general is such an important part of communication that I don't think we do. And, and this isn't a practice that we have. Like we don't go and follow up with agents who have wronged us that much. But mm -hmm. I think it's important that we try to make each other better. Yeah. Like, it, like if it's not a complete gong show of a relationship, like deals that get done with somebody where it was difficult. And then like when it's all over, everyone's like, oh man, that was great. Thanks. I, I don't know that it's such a bad thing to try to give if the, if the situation is appropriate, some constructive feedback to people about, yeah. you know, 
Doesn't hurt. Like this was great. Glad we got a deal done. You were a real asshole. <laughs> well, like, you know, like that, that was, I mean, next, next time we'll know that like these things probably made things tougher than they needed to be. So I look forward to the next deal. Like, because you also don't want to burn bridges, even with the shitty people. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it, it's, it's tough though. I think we just, we control what we do, but the more of us who are doing things in a way that is, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated, I think it starts to get contagious, hopefully, on the vast majority of people. Because mo most of these things aren't egregious, like people are terrible. I think it's just omissions of stuff that would make things easier, less than yeah. it is people consciously doing things that are difficult. Yeah. Right. Even when you're reviewing offers, we do it in real time. You know, you're a listing agent and you'll say, like, you know, I, I'd appreciate if you could you know, could you resend it like this mm -hmm. or like the, you know, if you could follow the instructions that I gave, it would make my life a lot easier or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Um, that's not rude. Like it's, you're helping people along. Like at the end of the day, everybody wants to get a deal done, right? The people yeah. who are making offers, nice, not nice, rude, not rude. Their interest is in getting a deal done. Your interest is in getting a deal done, right? That serves all parties in the right way. So if you keep that in the back of your head, it doesn't really matter the attitude people have towards you. You're doing things to help the other side come to terms with what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, which, which just goes to your favor at the end of the day. Like I think people approach it and maybe, maybe there's instances where if you take a more hard nosed approach and you're not very open to giving any sort of feedback. It works out better for your client because ultimately we're all working in the best interest of our clients. But I I haven't really seen a scenario where being like standoffish and not providing any helpful information it really helps my client at the end of the day or or that person's client. So it wouldn't no. Yeah, so. I don't know. I just I mean I think there's there's people out there that are like this is a sales job. I'm working for my client. I'm going to get them the best possible deal, no matter what it takes. And I don't think they see the value in, in building that relationship on the other side with that agent. And, and I think this is just like with dealing with clients. There's a lot of agents out there who are one and done agents and they rely on volume of their marketing and inbound, 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 but the repeat and referral isn't there. And yeah. to a large degree, that's the problem. You're, yeah. you're doing it in a very systemic transactional way that gets the job done, but doesn't leave a lasting impression. And that is a great segue to the other side of little things, which is the little things that we do for or with or to our clients mm -hmm. that impact our ability to build business. And right. I think that's the difference, not just between getting repeat and referral, but winning the listing, winning the client against other people, or in situations which we continue to hear a lot of it, it's not going away. All these people who want to pay discounted, you know, commissions or people who want to, um, you know, go with the best deal. If you can't differentiate yourself, then why should they go with you and pay full pop? But mm -hmm. it is those little things you do. Whatever they are, they don't have to be consistent because part of differentiation is you've got your own thing. These are the things that keep people coming back and land them in the first place against everybody else in a competitive marketplace as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed.
I didn't know if you wanted to jump in there. I wasn't sure. I was going to keep ranting, but I always keep ranting. But like, <laughs> think think about the things that we talk about. Things like having extra information you bring before you're you're their hired person. You know, you bring the yeah. comps, you give them examples in listings, putting things up in the house that aren't just the generic photos, video that like you come in and it's just a machine. Like, do you have little personal touches that you put places? Do you look yeah. for things that people don't notice? One of our agents was talking to me last week about how important it was to people that a king size bed fit in a, in a room in a condo that he's leasing mm. out. Very right. important. Not something people talk about that much, mm -hmm. right? Like here and there, it's something you'll point out if it's something maybe your client points out to you. But even going the extra mile and putting a king size bed in there to show people how it fits or do whatever. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that people have different nuances that are important to them. But when all you do is say this three bedroom, two bath, sun drenched, whatever is in a great location, you're not pointing out the things that might pull it to certain people or people are going to be asking you questions yeah. you could have answered for them already. Yeah. The one thing that I've, I really like to do and I've seen in other listings is just putting little note cards around the property, around the home. Um, because it's just, as you said, like even in the listing description, it's now been expanded to include more words, but the amount of people that actually read that stuff and point out and actually pull out the really important stuff is not very often. So to just have little notes around the house to just let people know the information I find is really, really helpful. Even with this listing I have, because we're so limited with our file sizes to upload, I just put like a QR code as an attachment to download the status certificate. So people don't need to, I mean, it's nice to know people want the status certificate, but at the same time, it's nice that people get that immediate um, information when they need it. And they're not waiting around for me to send it over. So, you know, you kind of weigh the pros and cons out. And to me, having immediate information at people's fingertips is key. And as a buying agent, if I'm walking around a house and I see all of these little points, it just makes me more confident in being able to explain the features of the home um, and just really get my client excited about it because it just seems like all the questions are answered for you already i'm picturing a a buyer agent seeing your note before the person comes with them pulling it off the wall and then just talking like they know everything about the property yeah. then the notes yeah. are gone did you but know it, yeah but it's, it's true though like put yourself in the life cycle of a buyer or their agent when you're listing a place and think of all the things that you'd love to see if you were in those shoes hmm. oh and this is why we do we do every week we do showings like we just do property tours ourselves to stay in mm -hmm. touch with the market to find things that might work for our clients but it's also the ability to see things that people are doing that make our lives easier or not you can learn yeah. from everything when it's not generic whether it's good or whether it's bad it can teach you a lesson about something that you should or shouldn't be doing when you're buying when you're selling when you're representing when you're pitching whatever and i think that might be the biggest lesson to take from this is be more aware of the things you enjoy and the things that you don't and the things you wish were there in all of your relationships with clients, with agents and otherwise, because that will help inform a strategy for you to start developing more things to address these. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another thing I'm thinking, I'm just trying to give little tips and hacks. Um, little, is, little things. Pardon me? 
little things. Yeah. Well, it is a little thing, but another thing is, you know, we, we all get busy and it's hard to stay in, in constant communication, but there's times where um, a check-in or following up is important. And so if you schedule that email out, let's say you want to send something out to somebody at 9am tomorrow and you know, you, you might remind yourself, but then it never gets done. Like if you can schedule those things out so that they're going out um, at the right time, it's not taking too much. I mean, it's, it's helping you because you're not um, forgetting about it, but it's, it's like those little, it's just those, as you said, it's just really checking in, letting people know that you're thinking about them really goes a long way as well. It's take yourself out of your life for like 10 minutes a day. And just look at how things have gone. Yeah. Well, that's it. Cause like, cause for me, if I can help one person, like if I can help them, like make them feel better at the end of the day, like even just in the littlest way, just by helping them, like that's a good day. So, and there's so many little ways that you can do that. Even reaching out to an agent that and you're just like, you think they presented the home beautifully. Like maybe your client's not interested, but let them like those things. I mean, if you believe in karma, I think that's going to come back to you in really good ways. So just put all that stuff out there. And I think it's, a, it's just good for the world. That got deep. That got really deep. Uh, well, mm -hmm. but that's, that, that's what the whole point of this is about. It's take it's in a lot of ways, it's more effectively using your time. Like anytime there's a lull, just stop for a second and say, what would be a nice thing right now? Yeah. Or reflect on your day or reflect on your last whatever and say, okay, I really liked how this went or this was really missing this or whatever it is. Like all feedback is good feedback. And we've been talking a lot about how you can leverage doing things for other agents, for your clients, whatever. What's going to make your own life easier? Ultimately, that's the goal of all of this. Are there systems or things that you wish you were putting into place that would make things yeah. easier for you because the net effect of all of these things is you're going to be happier. Things are going to be more efficient. You're going to make more money. You're going to have more clients. You're going to be happier. Whatever your end goal is, there's no end to the little things you can be doing to fix it. And we talk a lot about looking back on your day and being happy with how it went. I guarantee you, if you just do one little thing each day, and I mean little thing, if you take 30 mm -hmm. seconds, like you said, call somebody, do something nice, put something new in that you weren't thinking that you might do with a client or whatever, schedule something, you're going yeah. to look back and say, that was a good day, right? Yeah. Like I, I haven't had a crazy busy day, but I was telling you before we recorded, this has been a good day. Little, yeah. like just a few little things happened, went well, prepared for them ahead of time. They went the way they were supposed to. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll be happy when yeah. I go to sleep. If the rest of the day's a wash. Yeah. Although I guess we have wallpaper to put up tonight. That's not a little thing. That's a big thing. That's a big job. Like I think back to, I'm I'm going off topic here because I'm pretty much done talking about the little things. Now I'm now I'm moving on to wallpaper. It's fine. <laughs> but well, it's gone okay you think so back, far. Yeah, no, I know. But like when back in the 80s, like everybody just wallpapered everything. And like we've just done two strips and it took us, I don't know how long. Well, I mean, yeah, our, our situation is like, we're not... When you look at these like videos people make of like, here I am putting it out and fold it and whatever and lift it up and do it and whatever. And it's like fast motion. The one thing yeah. you don't see in any of those videos is children or dogs. We're yeah, also- but even like we weren't interrupted yesterday and we still like, it did take, it does take time. We were interrupted yesterday. We no, put up know. one strip and oh, then yeah, it was time true. to help just, with homework. And 
We just don't yeah. realize it because it's part of life. Yeah. And so, I thought it went very smoothly. Like, I mean, knock no, on wood. Didn't, I didn't say it didn't go smoothly. I'm just like saying time-wise that too. it take. Yeah, no, it, but it just, it does take time. So that's I mean, it. But it looks the, amazing. I can't wait look, to see it. In the, I mean, first of all, we weren't wallpapering in the eighties. Um, so who knows? It might've taken the we same were. amount of time. I don't think so. <laughs> but like in the eighties, people also didn't have anything to distract them. Like th there was no phone next to them. No, I'm not saying there was nothing to do. We were alive in the 80s. I'm not saying that it's like like people were churning butter. When I was your age, so our kids back, made fun of us. Back in my day, we'd back wallpaper morning to night. We'd do five houses in a day. But no, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know you're not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like, I thought it was very efficient. Like yesterday, like light fixture in, wallpaper Yeah, no, up, trust me. No, no, no. I Overall, I was very happy with our progress. I just realized how time-consuming wallpapering in is. And that is all. That is all I have to say about that. I'm not looking for an argument here. I know. You're very defensive. Hmm. Stop being so defensive. Hmm. It is what it is. Hmm. So... All right. Anyway, on that note, I think thanks for tuning good, in. Good cut line there. Like the cut lines on our wallpaper. Nice and straight. All right. <laughs> so far, two strips in. We only have about two strips in. 12 <laughs> left to go. Perfect. When we realize we didn't order enough and we've got a special order, another roll from like wherever the hell it's coming from. Oh God, no, we can't. It's three weeks. going to bankrupt us. <laughs> Sell more houses so we can wallpaper our bathroom. And when it's done, it'll be shared somewhere and you can all critique the wallpaper job. That's true. Has there been like a all preview right. put up already? Did you share something already with wallpaper or not yet? I shared a quick story on Instagram. Well, then it's gone by the time people are listening to this. That's right. So all right. stay tuned for the wallpaper. Wallpaper reveal. The bathroom reveal. Room reveal. All Will right. it be pink? Will it be blue? I don't know. Or neither. Hmm. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Send us your links. Follow. Do those things. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>